Like, what's your favourite sunset spot in Vietnam? Oh, um, in Hanoi. Yeah, on our lake in Teho. Yeah. Yeah, that's I've seen that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Stunning out there. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, my place, actually, because really? I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to live by the river. Yeah. Not in Taodian, but on the other side, you know, on uh, when you go on Tran, uh, Tran Nao, uh, you have many little streets who goes by the river. And I'm just in the front on the Vimohom and the Landmark 81. Just look that. on the other side mm. of the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Don't give your address away, you love people. Oh, no, no, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to. <laughs> but I want to explain, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. by the river there, you know, uh, just in front of the Landmark, uh, and uh, the, you know the Vinhom. Yeah, yeah. You have the sunset. The sunset goes down, so you can see it between the tower. You know, and things. I know exactly because uh, I work just on Chan now, and the sun. We can see the sunset at that time of day. And it is, it's yeah. That's a good one. That's a really spectacular sunset spot. I love the Nam sunsets, and also uh, the island Pukwak. I know I'm not saying it right, but no, yeah, I think yeah. you're pretty close. For what I think, what, yeah, yeah, they say it different. Yeah, that I, the, I just went there, and the sunsets were amazing there as well. Very beautiful. To be honest, actually, I enjoy so many sunsets on Twitter that I would say Vietnamese Twitter is is a great place to enjoy a sunset. So it's a bit less exclusive to say Twitter. Uh, I guess probably from my apartment. I'm out in, in District 7. We're very lucky that uh, we don't have another building in our direct view, so we get some good sunsets uh, from our apartment. And I especially appreciate them because my first couple of years living in uh, Vietnam uh, also had a balcony. And one meter, literally one meter away from the balcony was the next building. Uh, and so it used to be that if you were on the balcony, you could lean out, look straight up, you could see a small strip of blue sky. And I lived there for a couple of years. And so moving into a place where there wasn't a wall in front has, has kind of brought me a lot of joy. So that's probably where I enjoy the most sunsets. Nice. This is really tough because uh, with the pollution, it's difficult for the, for the sunset in the cities. But I think my ultimate place is in general is Dalat and as um, I remember this very fondly because I made a trip out there and we got an opportunity to go horse riding in the hills slash mountains and along with the climate and um, the weather up there actually the sunset is gorgeous that was in Dalat for um, Christmas and yeah beautiful up there Mm-hmm, right. It's actually cold, sort of, there. Yeah, that was the best thing about it, was uh, <laughs> experiencing some weather. I struggle with this one. I don't think I'm too much of a sunset set spot person, but, I mean, I really like this bar, like, when I first moved there, and it, it was Broma, so it's changed a lot since um, I first came to Vietnam, but that would probably be, like one of my most favorite just because it reminded me of a time of like first coming here discovering rooftop bars in vietnam in the middle of a really busy city on wing Hue. and it's just like wow like this like you know for me that was like uh an awesome time in vietnam so yeah mm. and on that street wing Hue, i'm probably butchering it when you first came then in 2013 that wouldn't have been finished right 
No, it wasn't finished. No, you could drive everywhere, and now like you can't drive anywhere on that street. Yeah. Oh, you could drive on that street when you lived when you first came here. Yeah, it was like two massive avenues. So like, what you get in like District Seven and stuff, like just two like big ass roads, right? Oh wow! No, I just like go anywhere you want. Yeah, yeah. So they they completely revamped it. So it was there when I when uh, it was revamped and it turned into like a walking street, right? Um, But yeah, it was like you know typical Vietnamese traffic. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, because we when we came in 2015, they were nearly finished it, and then when we came back 2016. It was finished. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's just this massive flat boulevard that goes right through the middle of um, Saigon and they use it for events. Like right now they have the Flower Festival for Tet and um, just a place you can go hang out, things like that. And Broma Bar looks over that. So yeah, that would have been completely different than when uh, when you went to Broma Bar then back in 2013. Yeah, totally. To- like more quiet, more more like sleepy and, and, and just really nice. Yeah. And do you know that used to be a canal? It did. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, way back in the day, that was a canal that ran the length of that. And maybe a railway line as well, I think. I'm not sure. Anyway, talking about stuff I don't really know about, so let's move on. So, my old apartment in Hanoi, um, my roommate and I had this apartment, and it was in 11 floors up, but where we lived, there was no, like, it was on the edge of the city, so there was nothing but mountains and fields that you can see, and the sunset would just sit right perfectly. Uh, great, great spot. Just every day after work, just sit, watch the sunset. Perfect. Mountains, like you see the Tam Dao Mountains, Bavi Mountains in the background. It's nice. Nice. Um, I, I guess it has to be uh, Da Nang. And any particular place in Da Nang or just anywhere in Da Nang? Uh, um, the beaches. Um, the, so the, the beaches in Da Nang are quite nice. And they're actually clean. Um, they're, very pretty, they're pretty clean compared to like the other beaches in in, uh, in Vietnam, like Vung Tao. Also Da Nang because uh, it's where that's, uh, that part of Vietnam is where my parents are originally from. So, you know, there's a lot of attachment. So there's a bit of attachment to that. Uh, to that particular area, but yeah, it, it, can, it's, it's, it can be nice, you know. Especially you have Hoi An uh, nearby as well. You know, just you know, go you, you go there for like a bit of history. Mm. Um, but also some nice beaches. Um, so it's a very nice place to visit to visit during the summer. And I don't know if you've been yet, but just recently, my wife and I we visited the Banner Hills with the Handbridge, and that was a and the French village that they have on top of the mountain, which seems like it would be really cheesy and like, it's like it sounds terrible, like a fake French village, but it's actually really well done and it's really nice. We, we had a great time, and and the sunset actually we were up on the top of a mountain and the sunset was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Actually, like um, the last time I was there was uh, the, the last time I was in Vietnam. Like uh, I went there back in August. I was doing a, I was actually doing a, a couple of shows there uh, with Devin Gray, and uh, I happened to have friends who was living in Da Nang. So uh, I went on a trip with them. We went up to Banah Hill. I think they, they were doing like an Oktoberfest kind of thing, like uh, at the time. Uh, it was quite good. And actually, that was, that was the first time I actually saw the you know, the, the big Lord of the Rings uh, hands. Uh, Pretty impressive, yeah. I mean, pretty impressive. I, I can understand why it was a bit of uh, it was a bit uh, it was a, a social media craze back then. You know, the, the pictures I'd seen before I went were really impressive, and it it lived up to expectations. It's really cool. I don't really know what the thinking behind it was. I didn't read anything about why they designed that. For anyone who doesn't know, go look up Banner Hills. And it's this these two massive hands holding up a bridge, and it, it looks like it's really old, but it's really new, and it's it's quite cool, I think. Anyway, I've seen a lot of sunsets in Vietnam. 
I would say one of the most beautiful was in Fukuok. I don't remember the exact location, but it was at the pier. And you can see the sun uh, set there. Very nice. And in Saigon, I would recommend the chill deck, which is very nice. It's kind of hidden, but you get a very nice view um, over Landmark and Saigon Bridge. And actually, anything on that street, Nguyen Văn Hung, um, yeah, it's, it's um, developing so much that one so they have lots of bars and you can just sit anywhere even on a plastic chair and <laughs> have a nice view mm. I had like great a great sunset in Fukuok at Episode Festival that's at Sunset Sanato um, it's on the it's like um, on the west side kind of like in the middle of the island it's beautiful there there is beautiful but I went to Dala two weeks ago and they have incredible sunset i think no one really knows about them but they have a lot of coffee shops where they have it's epic you see the mountains and you see the sun like so clear and red it's wow it's beautiful but i think what i think with the fukuok dalat i think everywhere like also in saigon they have dope sunsets Oh, it's one of my favorite things about not just vietnam but southeast asia when i first came here was like wow because i think it's just well, nearer the equator, it's just yeah. different here. It's redder, it's different colors. It's so just incredible. Like, uh, Fukuoka is more like like red-orange. Saigon is sometimes super red. Depends on the pollution that Pollution day. that day, actually. <laughs> and Hanoi, I haven't really seen the suns. It's always very dusty, I think, because mm. of this pollution too. That's very clear, the sunset. I would love to see a sunset in Sapa, actually. I haven't seen one there because I haven't really noticed it. But one thing that I've noticed is that Vietnamese people don't know the sunset vibe that much yet. I don't know why. They see it every day or maybe they're used to it. But it's so beautiful here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're like me, you may use your laptop at places where you have to use public Wi-Fi. This opens you up to digital snoopers. It's a massive problem. It can be your internet service provider, or you know who, looking at what you do online, or a cyber criminal trying to steal your bank passwords or credit card info, or even a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data. These days, it is vital that you keep your data safe. NordVPN keeps all of these snoopers away. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites that are fishing for your data, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. And it's easy to use, even I could use it. I've actually been using NordVPN for years now here in Vietnam, and I'm excited to be an affiliate partner with them. I've used NordVPN to watch Netflix, BBC, Disney Plus with ease. And I also know that my information and data are safe from prying eyes 
whoever they may be. Join now and you'll get 68% off and three months free when you go to my link, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. Just again, for those hard of hearing, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. The link is also in the show notes. I know nobody checks them out, but go check that out and you can get the link from wherever you are listening to this podcast. As an affiliate partner, it also means that I will get a small commission when you sign up, but at no extra cost to you. So not only will you be getting a great deal through 7 Million Bikes, you get a great VPN and you'll be supporting 7 Million Bikes podcast. Stay safe online and enjoy the shows you love. Any questions, just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. And thanks for listening to the show. Cheers.